amazing opportunity to share, to bring the word again to us. And I believe we're all going to be blessed tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to start our reading from Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 22. If multimedia can help us, Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 22. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. Next verse. To the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. To God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Hallelujah. Now, every time that we come before God, every time where two or three are gathered in his name, this is what is happening. How many of us know the United Nations General Assembly? The United Nations General Assembly, UNGA. They just finished the 76th United Nations General Assembly. And you had world leaders gathered together. You had political leaders. You had, you know, leaders of opinion. You had, you know, uh, uh, heads of states. You had, you know, diplomatic heads from different parts of the world come together to discuss about the issues that concerns us in this world. And when they come together, what do they do? They create policies. They create, you know, uh, laws. You know, they, they discuss on deep issues affecting developing countries, developed countries, and, you know, how we are faring with the affairs of this world and what our response should be. So, you know, when the United Nations General Assembly gathers, it is like as though the world is at an attention. It's like as though, you know, all the world powers, you know, have to pause what they are doing and all the presidents of the world head to that General Assembly. What God is saying, anywhere the two or three of us are gathered, it is not the United Nations General Assembly. It is not just the, you know, confluence of nations. It is not just the gathering of important people. It is the gathering of God himself. It is the gathering of Jesus himself. It is the gathering of the Holy Spirit himself. And the Bible says, innumerable company of angels. What are they waiting for? They are here to take instructions. Based on what we are going to say. The Bible says, and the judge of all. So when we gather together, every time we gather together, the judge of all is here. You know, the Bible says Jesus committed everything to, to God, who is the judge of all. Because he knew that God was going to judge fairly. And so when they slapped him, he did not slap back. When he reviled him, he didn't revile back. Because he committed everything to the judge of all the earth. And when the judge of all the earth is here, it means that whether you like it or not, as you are praying and declaring, God is judging and you know, destroy your enemies. So every time we gather together, I want us to, you know, not just come like as other times. I don't just want us to gather because, yes, we have to go to church. We need to gather with the understanding that this is the general assembly. That here in our midst, there are innumerable company of angels. And the God who is the judge of all is here to judge every matter and to bring victory to us tonight. We shall get our victory in the name of Jesus. Where two or three are gathered. It's such a powerful verse. And that's why Jesus sends them all the time. Two by two. Two by two. So anytime they come together, the host of heaven is here. 
So this evening, the host of heaven is here. They are here. The God who is the judge of all is here to hear what you are saying. The angels are here to take instructions. So we are going to send the angels on assignment and they will go and deliver victory unto us in the name of Jesus. This evening, we are going to take the subject or the theme we started on Sunday a little further. Can we bring up the slide we used on Sunday? Can anybody remember? Before you bring up the slide, can anybody remember what did we talk about? Fulfilling destiny as kings and priests. God bless you, my sister. Fulfilling destiny as kings and priests. Multimedia, can we have our slide? And can we turn to the texts that we read? Revelation chapter uh, 5. And we're going to read from verse 10. Or we're going to back up to uh, verse 9. Uh, we'll read verse 9 and then we'll read verse 10. So today we're just going to lay a little foundation as we take the conversation further. And then we dive into questions and we get clarifications and we just bless one another in the house. And then we will pray and the Lord will hear us in the name of Jesus. And the song, a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou was slain and has redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred. So nobody has an excuse. Out of every tongue. So you can't say, oh, I am from Egba. And so God does not touch people from Egba. You know, from every tongue. So even if you are Ibibio, God is saying every tongue. Even if you are from any part of the world, God is saying, as long as you are blood washed, you are part of this people. Out of every tongue and people and nation. And he has made us. We didn't make ourselves. We didn't call ourselves. You don't enthrone yourself. Somebody has to enthrone you. And so the Bible says, he has made us unto God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And we shall reign on the earth. Tell yourself, I'm going to reign on the earth. I'm going to reign on the earth. Do you know you cannot reign in heaven? Because there's only one God. In fact, there's even no son, for God is a son. There are no tears, there's no enemy, there's no Satan. So if you miss reigning here, you have missed it all. If you don't reign here on the earth, then you can't reign in heaven. Because we, we are all joined to him. We're all, you know, there's neither marriage, there's not all of that in heaven. And, you know, heaven is about God and the glory of God and he is God. So, this is where we must insist that we must reign. The Bible says the kings and the priests must reign on the earth. So, anybody that is telling you that, you know, it's not your turn, or it's not about you, or it doesn't concern you, you are going to say, no, the devil is a liar. God has made me a king and a priest, and I will reign on the earth, and we shall all reign in the name of Jesus. We started out on Sunday by establishing the fact that in the Old Testament, we had kings and we had priests. So you were either a king, you know, like King Saul, or you were either a priest, you know. You were either Samuel, the prophet, or you were either from the Levites, or you were either, you know, somebody who was uh, speaking on behalf of God. So those two roles were not merged. 
the day Samuel thought to merge those roles and he thought that he could step out of his kingship and become a priest, you know what happened to him? Samuel said, but why didn't you wait? You know, he thought he could perform the sacrifice. So what we're talking about that we, are, we, we, we have so easily and so, I don't want to use the word cheaply, but what we can obtain so easily is what Saul attempted to do and the kingdom was taken from him. He was a king and you are not permitted to operate as a priest. The priests were separate. But when Jesus came, and God rolled away the Old Testament and God established the New Testament by and on the blood of Jesus to give us a totally new and living way. He merged those two roles so that you can be a king, you can also be a priest at the same time. It means that you can operate in those two modes at the same time and have the privilege of those two worlds. This evening, we want to take it a little further and ask ourselves, you know, how do we really operate as kings and priests? You know, it may sound quite highfalutin and it may sound like, you know, far-fetched as in, okay, how do I operate as a king? How do I operate as a priest? Is this thing not for pastors or for leaders or for, you know, MDs or for presidents or for, you know, political leaders? I mean, how do I in my small corner operate as king? Okay, from this place where I am now, I'm in survivor mode. And this man is telling me to operate as, as a king and a beggar, beggar, beggar. You know, you can be in a stage in your life where you're just trying to survive and go through the day and just breathe and just get through the next huddle. And somebody is telling you you're supposed to operate as a king and as a priest. I pray that today the Lord will open the eyes of our understanding and give us grace that we may receive the engrafted word of wisdom to step into our destinies in the name of Jesus. Can we open our Bibles to 1 John chapter 4 verse 17b? Reading the New King James Version. 1 John chapter 4 verse 17b. You know, it may sound like, ah, this thing... God, you know, it's you, it's not us. How can we do it? Love has become perfected amongst us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Can we read the last segment together? Because as he is, so are we in the next world, in the future world, in this current world. So God is saying that you can be like him. Greater works shall ye do, because I go to my Father. And ye shall ask anything, anything in my name, and my Father will grant it unto you, because I go to my Father. Like we said on Sunday, Jesus came as God and man at the same time. He ate like a man, but he spoke like God. And that's why he told the disciples, have you not heard in the days, I mean, have you not heard in scripture that ye are gods? Have you not heard that ye are gods? He was trying to bring them to the place where they understand the power that they possess. You can't fulfill destiny if you don't accept it in your heart. 
You know, there's some sort of blockage some of, sometimes we may have in our hearts. When we're hearing the word of God, something tells you it's not for me. He's not talking about me. I can't be that. I can't attain it. Because maybe he has connection. She has connection. You know, it's not for me. And you know, the devil keeps whispering to ourselves, you know, I mean, to, to, to us. And, you know, he tries to convince us that we can't get there. But you know, the power of the word of God that we have in our hands, where we remember that his word is settled in heaven forever. It is not subject to debate. It is not subject to argument. It is not subject to anybody's manipulation. It is his word. And because he has said it, because he has spoken it, because he has declared it, because that is what he wants, that is his will and desire for us, that means that everything that is required to give us that life has been released unto us. The Bible says he has given us all things, all things that pertain to this life as kings. And to godliness as priests. The priests will go to God and receive the vision. And the kings, you know, will legislate, will lead and have the provision to lead. So, you can imagine one person. You have the vision, you have the provision. You have the vision as a priest, you have the provision as a king. How will you not fulfill destiny? How will you not fulfill destiny? The Lord will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. He has raised us up together with him. He has raised us up together. And he has made us to sit together. You know, when you go on your knees in your room, you need to know you are in the highest place. When you, when you enter into your prayer closet, you, you know that automatically you are praying at a level where mere men do not even understand. Because you are a priest unto God. Because he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, he expects that we will know how to apply the different principles of life and different principles in scripture to deliver the outcome that we desire. How do we go from point A to point Z? That's the problem. Somebody will say, Pastor, I know that it's possible. I know God can do anything. But me, 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 in my situation, how do I cross this bridge? How do I get there? You're talking of destiny, destiny. Look, I'm long gone. Look, at years have passed. I'm so old, I haven't gotten married. I'm so this, I've not gotten that. Oh, look at my age mates. Look at my colleagues, you know. And social media is not even helping matters. And you see everybody looking glam, looking great. And you're wondering, my destiny is ebbing away. My destiny is going. My destiny is going. And the devil is just laughing. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 gives us an empirical formula on how we can begin to approach and to make progress in our quest for destiny as kings and as priests. It says, this book of the law, which is the Bible, 
shall not depart from your mouth. Your mouth. Your mouth. It shall not depart from your mouth, but you will meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous. Step by step, as you meditate on the word, as it is not departing out of your mouth, on a daily basis, you know, as you're declaring the word every day, God, this is what you said, you know, on Monday, Tuesday, God, this is what you said. No matter what happened on Tuesday, don't even think about it. You come out again on Wednesday. God, this is what you said. No matter what happened again on Wednesday, you come out again on Thursday. God, this is what your word is saying. You know, no matter what the devil is doing, you come out again on Friday. God, this is what your word is saying. Then we will have good success. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. You keep declaring it until Satan leaves you alone. Because he can't stand the word. The Bible says he sent his word. Satan came. He just sent his word. And Satan ran. He sent his word. And he healed them of all their diseases. What do you say when you want to deal with a situation? What are the words that, you know, comprise your sentences? Do you say, you know, the regular cliche on social media? Do you quote, uh, uh, you know, uh, Abraham Lincoln? You know, some people are good with quotable quotes. Ah, words on marble. Words on marble don't drive demons. They don't drive, they don't solve no problems. I mean, they are nice, you know, for your psychology, but it is the word of God that the enemy will see and he will flee away. Because it is a sword of the spirit. And that is your instrument of the offensive. When we talk about the entire armor, the shield and all the rest of them, the only instrument you have to take on the enemy is the word of God. And so when God stepped out of nothing and he looked at the inky world... And he saw that it was without form or shape. You know, and the world was just, you know, like Amoeba, shapeless, you know, headless, legless, you know, senseless. Nothing made sense. And everywhere was full of darkness, you know. And God said, and when he spoke, darkness receded. Because the light shines in darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it. You know the meaning of comprehend? He can't even understand it. Comprehend does not mean he's confused. He cannot understand it. The more they look, the less they see. The Bible says that God framed the world by the word of God. And so every day, in fact, if we change the translation, this is New King James. Can we use the message, uh, can we go to the message translation or Amplified? Um, okay, very good. Now, and don't for a minute let this book of the revelation. Now, like Pastor Steve said last week, if the Bible is like CRK to you, you're in big trouble. <laughs> it is the book of the revelation. Revelation of his will. Revelation of your destiny. 
Revelation of the good things that he has planned for you. For the thoughts that I have towards you are not thoughts of evil. But thoughts of good to bring you to your expected end. And so when some things are happening, you say, no, God, this does not look like thoughts of good. I reject this in the name of Jesus. This cannot happen to me. Because you said, on Sunday, uh, Grace Coral, you know, sang this amazing song. And, you know, I, I so much enjoyed it. And part of the lines that they sang was, you say what God says. You declare what he declares. Because it is what he declared in his word that is settled in heaven. And so when he says that the book of the revelation must not depart out of your mouth. No matter how dark the destiny is. No matter how confused or how, you know, shapeless or how, you know, you're wondering. How do we, how do we make this thing work? You know, how do we repair this thing? How do I move from here? Time has gone. Oh, God, you don't understand. I've been praying and praying and praying. Yes. But along the line, you were discouraged and you started dropping some things. You started saying some things about yourself and angels were hearing. You know, see, see my life. Angel said, what did she say? She said, see her life. You know, see everybody, everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm the only one left behind. You know, you, you know, God does not succumb to self-pity. It, it may seem good, but God does not succumb to self-pity. You know, men like Joshua understood that they were kings and they were priests. How dare you look at the sun and command the sun to stand still? And he didn't do that because he wanted to just show power. The man was in battle. And he needed light. He needed to finish the enemy and finish them for good. And so it was getting dark. He said, ah, we can't fight this in darkness. So, sun, stand still. Moon, stand still. And they say, yes, sir. And the Bible says there was never any day God hearkened to the voice of a man like that day. He made a decree like a king and the heavens heard it. God told um, Job, I think Job 42, there about, I'm going to look for it. He says, has thou commanded the morning? Do you command the morning? Let's even look for it. Job, Job 42, I think. One second. Has thou commanded the morning? Do you command the morning? Or you just go out. You just say, God, keep me, keep me, keep me. The Bible says he daily loaded us with benefits. Okay, sorry, Job 38 from verse 12. When God was speaking to Job, and he asked him a question. Have you commanded the morning? The sun and the moon and the stars, they have ears. Remember the story of Caesarea and Deborah. And the Bible says, and, and the heavenly bodies fought for Israel. The Bible says, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. So the sun can smite. It has smiting powers. And some people don't understand, Christians don't understand it because we don't really see into the spirit realm. But the diviners, they see it and that's why they have the sun God. When they are doing Halloween, right now in United Kingdom, Halloween, midnight, they come out and draw stars and they all come out and they start cursing. 
when there's a full moon. Because you understand the smiting powers of the moon. And they use it. And they do it and nobody says anything. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Has thou commanded the morning? May the Lord give us understanding in the name of Jesus. Fulfilling our destiny as kings and priests. When we have understanding of the things that belong to us and the privilege that belongs to us, then our destiny starts taking shape. Gradually, it's changing. You know, God didn't make the world in one day. It took him six days. And the first day, let there be light. You know, he did some things on the first day. And the Bible says when he finished, he did a self-assessment. He looked at it and he assessed it and he saw that it was good. And then he went to the next day again. And he declared some things. And when he finished, he paused again. He did, he did a self-assessment, self-evaluation. And he saw it was good. And on and on he went till the seventh day and he rested. Do you have a strategy to get to the point where you first of all understand destiny? What God has called you to be as a king? Where is your area of influence? If you are in the fashion design world, God has placed you there as a king. If you are in telecoms, God has placed you there as a king. Wherever you are, if you are in the food industry, if you are in the medical industry, wherever you are, God has placed you there as a king. There's king man and there's king woman. So king is not a gender related matter. There's a king woman and there's a king woman, a man. So the question is, are you operating as a king in your area of influence? Kings operate in domains. Kings have influence. Kings legislate. Can you, can, are you the kind of person that, you know, what you do affects your industry. And people are watching you to see your next move. Because what you are doing is going to affect either the market or going to affect the market ratio or going to affect some things and all that. Or are you just there as just one of them? God is telling us up this evening to understand our place as kings and priests. And I pray that the Lord will grant us the strength to do what is necessary to step into that place in the name of Jesus. I want to ask you a question. Now we're entering to the question and answer moment. I have a set of questions. Now there's this common saying, and I want us to, you know, answer this question. Can we have the extra mics? Some people say destiny cannot be delayed. It's uh, denied. It can only be delayed. Have we heard that, that statement before? Okay, now, can anybody tell us what is your take on that statement? Can we have like three people help us with that? Destiny cannot be denied, but it can be delayed. It cannot be changed, but it can be delayed. Hey, but that's one. There's another one that says it cannot be denied. There's another one like that, but it can be delayed. Can anybody help us? Anybody?
what I understand from it is that um, whatever God has called you to be, first, God gives us talents and giftings without repentance. He gives us what he has given us to come to earth, to come and dominate. And so he doesn't take it back from us. Now, how we harness that and begin to make um, do exploits on earth is now left to us. So when what I think about the delay, I think about it in two dimensions because, so the first dimension is that I as an individual can delay my destiny if I am um, if, if I haven't gone back to the creator to ask him, so this is the purpose that you have for me, how do I walk in it? And then I begin to get clarity for walking in it. Now the second one, the second dimension that I understand is because we wrestle not against principalities and powers. Um, I mean, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, sorry, but against principalities and powers um, in high places and all that. So you see where the devil knows that if you begin to walk in your purpose, you are going to break down territories, you are going to do exploits. So he attacks you. If he, I feel that the enemy will not attack you if he doesn't know the essence of God that you carry. So that's what I understand by destiny being um, your destiny never being changed, but it can be delayed either by you as the individual or by the enemy. Can we celebrate her? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you very much. That was quite uh, expository. Do we have any other response on that? Okay. My second question. Okay. You have uh, a response. Okay. Okay. Um, good evening, sir. Good evening, church. Um, I will use um, the children of Israel as an example. Um, it was the will of God for them to get to the promised land in 40 days, I guess. But um, they ended up using 40 years in the promised land. Though um, it delayed, but they actually got there. The people so, who got there, were they the people who left... I mean, who were the original people? And they were the children of Israel. So even if they were not the original, but they were still the children of Israel. That is a fact. So they got there. So that's just it. But some people died. And some people died. Some people died. They didn't and get Some there. people, uh, 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 Joshua got there. And um, Caleb got there. So the descendant of Israel also got there. So thank you. All right. God bless you. Can we celebrate him? Thank you. Can we have my sister? God is always on time. God is always at the right time. Because most people, when they want something to happen to them, they're always, why is this thing not happening? Not knowing that God is actually preparing something for them in future. So when they say your destiny has not been delayed, has been delayed, but not be denied, simply means that God is always at the right time. He knows the particular time when you need this thing. That's my understanding. Okay. All right. God bless you. Let's celebrate her. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, ah. 
Your Royal Highness. <laughs> Good evening, Church. Good evening. So I had to look up this Bible portion. Okay. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Pardon? And it's Jeremiah 29, okay. 11. Yeah. So it says, um, The thoughts I have for you are of good and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. So says the Lord. So that being said, God always has good, God, in fact, God has good plans for all of us. So it depends on us. So like my brother there said, he said, um, the, the children of Israel, they went out, they actually spent 40 years, so 40 days. But people died there. And it was the will of God for everybody to get there. But some didn't get there. So if we don't stay in the will of God, we might end up denying ourselves that thing which God has originally planned for us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Amazing answer. Okay, I have a second question. Why is it in the interest of God that we operate as kings and priests? Why? Not, not for our benefit all. What is the need for God? Anybody? Okay. Brother awesome. What's the need for God? Okay. Um, the Bible says that let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So God gets praised if you reign as kings and priests. Hallelujah. Very fundamentally true. Yeah, God gets the praise when we shine and he's so proud of us. Hallelujah. Any other answer? What is the need for heaven? Okay, I can't see the hand. Okay, yes, please. Okay, good evening, church. Good evening. Okay, is, um, God is interested if we um, live like kings because the Bible says that we are gods, we are like him. So, us not living like kings, we're actually disappointing God. Mm, so disappointing that's God. That's why wow. we should act like kings. We're letting him down, sort of. Yes, exactly. Okay, all right. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Okay, all right. Any other answer? Okay, my brother. Okay. Good evening, church. Good evening. Um, God is king. And we're made in the image of God. So he expects us to operate in, in that manner. Thank okay. you. Okay, so the expectation of God is cut short when we don't operate in, I mean, like him. Can we celebrate him one more time? Now, when the Bible says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I mean, a king does not call on a nobody to execute his will. Because nobody will listen to him. Can you imagine you are just on the road, Pastor Steve, and one scallywag on the road. He's saying, Edru, Edru, pack, pack, pack. And you're like, ah, which uniform did you wear? Just plain uniform. And it looks like he's not okay. Are you going to pack? You're not going to pack. You're going to say, my friend, get out of the road. Who are you? By what authority do you speak? Now, there is no way his will can be done. There is no way we can bring the kingdom to the earth in a way that the world can understand the kingdom if we don't reign like him. You see, there is argument until power is speaking. North Korea is feared, not because we like him. Who likes North Korea? Pastor Collins is your friend. But we fear his nuclear weapons. 
So we just step back. We just give him space. I beg, this guy is mad. You know, we don't like him, but we can't touch him. Who likes Russia here, Pastor Etifia? Ah, mommy, do you like Russia? Ah, we don't like Russia. But who wants to go and try Russia? Even America cannot dare Russia. Why? Because of power. You can't just wake up one morning and say, Sambisa Forest, who are you? What do you mean? All of you, come here. Ah, how? You just carry last man. Oh, I don't want to laugh here. God help me. You said last man to Sambisa Forest. Oh my God. I don't know. Pastor Steve, help me. Last man to Sambisa Forest. Even the bookram would be confused. Say, ah, Talenwa. Last man. Besides Abisa Forest. How? With which authority? You know, and that's how the enemy looks at us when we come powerless. You know, when we are not operating as kings and priests, God cannot send us. Because we can't withstand the enemy. Because these guys. <coughs> Hey, the Bible says, help, Lord, for the habitation of the earth is full of cruelty. The dark places of the earth is full of cruelty. There are dark diviners, you know, who do terrible things. And they have real power. Though not like our power. But because we are presumptuous and we don't grill ourselves, we don't build our spiritual biceps and, and triceps, we can't face them. We can't take them on. We can't establish the kingdom. We can't go to territories and say, Thus says the Lord. How dead darkness is happening around you and you're there. How dead people are stealing money in your office and you are there and you are laughing. They're stealing money and say, Ah, could they die? Hey. And you're laughing. What's funny about it? How come people are practicing evil in your presence? They don't even mind. In fact, they say it in your presence. Do your worst. What can you do? What can you do? I remember when I was in school, <laughs> a young man brought a girl to the room. And I was like, ah, this is not hotel, uh, hotel now. This is body, uh, this is a hostel, not hotel. The SD, I don't know where you brought it from. It's hostel. Ah, koi, 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 oga. Please, so oh, it's almost 12. This girl, she not get room. She not get destination. Please, help us. Some of us, we cannot do this thing. We cannot stay where this thing is happening. He came out. Are you crazy? Are you mad? Are you calling yourself a Christian? Ga, 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 ga. I said, oh, you know what? He said, shouting at me. I said, you can say anything you want to say. Oh, but this girl is not sleeping here tonight. Light and darkness cannot stay here. Say, is it your corner? Is it your... Say, I'm sorry, sir. This is a hostel. Not hotel. Eventually, after the hula balloon, the girl left. And so, some weeks after, another person in the room, his girlfriend came from Ilorin. He just came to my corner. And I was the youngest, too. I was in 200 level. They were in 400 level. So, the girlfriend came from Ilorin and said, ah, please, <clears throat> uh, please, uh, my girlfriend, she came from Ilorin, Ilorin, please. She was just on the floor. On the floor. In fact, me, I would sleep. In fact, he was just begging me. I was just looking at him. I was in 200 level, and this were 400 level guys. You know? So it's not today. Oh. It's not by today. Oh. It is, we have been doing this thing since. We have been working as kings since. So 
I just looked at him. I said, okay. Uh, she came from Illinois Abbey. Okay, that's all right. I'm 200 level. I said, okay. As long as, you know, she can sleep on the ground or, or sleep on the bed, you sleep on the ground. Okay. And just make sure nothing happens. Okay, that's all right. I said, ah, thank you. Thank you. 400 level. How dare you? How dare you? But he has made those kings. You know, you can't be in a place and darkness is happening and everybody's comfortable. And the news was spreading that ah, this guy, ah, don't do, ah, oh, no, I don't want problem. I'm not a policeman. I'm not military. But I'm a king and I'm a priest. And I represent God. I know who I am. I'm not just a, I'm a royal priest, not ordinary priest. I'm not Ifa, you know, those people that carry a ball. No, no, no. We are royal. There's red carpet when you're walking. Angels around you. Demons are running. What are we talking about? How will you not fulfill destiny? If you walk, if you understand the mentality of being a king and being a priest. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. As we begin to round up this amazing service, I have two, three more questions before we round up with prayer in the next few minutes. What are the things that can hinder us, that's question one, from operating as kings and priests? And how do we deal with this thing? Let's make it practical in the next 10 minutes. What are the things, you know, that can hinder us? That can slow us down. You know, you want to be a priest, but like Joshua, the Bible says he wore a field garment and the angel, you know, was stretching a sword on him and all that. You know, what are the things that can hinder us? Why, why don't we have a lot of kings and priests in the church where, you know, there's corruption everywhere from the airport. Ah, Kilemuabo, Kilemuabo, what do you bring? Ah, open your kidney, put them for passports. Ah, you know, like, and all these ones are in church. You go to Alausa, you go to different places and they're collecting bribe. It's, it's now legal. And they are all in church. These people doing this and they are in church. The people peddling this corruption, they are in church. A friend of mine was telling me about someone somewhere in an office, you know, and she collected, you know, bribe from him. And she's in one of the biggest churches. And, you know, when the boys were Muslims, head of it, they say, you see now, after all, she will say she's a Christian. There's so much corruption everywhere, so much darkness. But all these people are in churches, workers. What's happening? What's happening? So, can we share today? How can we, you know, what are the things that are hindering us from operating as kings and priests? And how can we, you know, step into this mode? Because until we do this, the kingdom, Igoteo, sister Lady. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I think number one is um, lack of knowledge. If you don't even know, that you're supposed to be a king or a priest. You can't even begin to walk in that light. And um, for me, I think the most important one, even for me, I think even I am guilty of this, is the fact that to be a king and to be a priest, like you have explained since Sunday, it sounds all sweet, exciting, powerful, life of influence. But it's not an easy walk. In the sense that, the Bible spoke about some, um, um, Daniel and the three evil men that they separated themselves. They didn't, eat, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't eat of the king's meal and all of that. To be a king and a priest, you have to be willing to die to yourself. You have to be willing to die to self. You have to be willing 
sacrifice some things. And the truth is that we're not ready to do all of that. You know, when we see people um, walking in some level of grace, some level of power, you don't know how long it took them, how much they prayed, how much they sacrificed, how much they fast, how much they give. It looks all exciting, we want to be like them. But really, are you willing to actually pay the price? Yes, Jesus has paid the price for everything and all. But I also know that these people didn't just get there by just confessing, I want to be a king and I want to be a priest. Are you willing to die to self? Even I am guilty of it. So wake up and pray, to study, to attain that level. It takes some level of diligence. Are we willing to put in the work? Because the only grace that I think that is free is the grace to be saved. Every other grace, every level of anointing that we long for, that we want to have, you have to be willing to pay something. You have to be, don't be deceived that um, people that um, work in the grace of healing just woke up and were confessing the word of God. They sowed, they prayed. Are you willing to do all of that as a Christian? Are you willing to pay the price to walk in that level? Praise the Lord. Praise, praise the Lord. Thank you so very much, Talaide. That was quite a bounty response. Can we pay the price? Can we pay the price? You know, let me even flip the coin. You know, Pastor Etefia, you know, you're praying for, God bless me, bless me, bless me. And then suddenly God gives you 10 billion. How will you spend it? <laughs> 20 billion. You know, the reason I'm asking this question, you know, I was in a meeting years ago, you know, and, you know, this person just threw a question. If I gave you one billion, how would you spend it? Ah, it messed up my mind. One billion, far. One billion. I was, one billion, how did we get to one billion? What I'm talking of? <laughs> you know, I mean, and he was serious. You know, we're on a project and he said, if I gave you one billion budget, how would you spend it? What would you do? I had no answer because I was not prepared for it. You know, yeah, we're thinking millions of people. You know, so we're praying, we want to be kings and priests. If God makes you a king and a priest and gives you so much power, what would you do with it? Will you use to buy Asu Nkwabi? <laughs> what would you do with it? Or will you use it to oppress your, your fellow believers? What would you do with it? Can we pay the price to be kings and priests? It's not by five minutes prayer. It's not all. These people we are talking about, do you know Muslims, you know when they wake up? When they start commanding the money and start twisting things. When, they start, when do they start that their prayer? 4 a.m. They start commanding the constellations. Then you, by that time, you are just changing gear. Say, man, they sleep. And they've always been programming the heavenlies. Then you wake up by seven. Ah, Lord, you are merciful. I receive, I receive, hallelujah, amen, Jesus. And then you jump out. You can't operate as a king. Because the person you are confronting has been divining from 4 a.m. Programming the heavens, programming the day. And then you were supposed to get a contract. Or you were supposed to do something. And then you just say, oh, sorry, change your plan. Has thou commanded the morning? You wake up like Jesus long before day. 
He was God, yet he had to wake up to program the day. Do you know what they call programming? When these people program the microphones, there's a way they operate. And as I'm talking, they can deprogram me now from talking. You wake up early in the morning and you start programming the day. Thus said the Lord. He daily loaded us with benefits. I take my benefits. I speak to the earth. Give me what is mine. I take what is mine. I speak to the sun. Do not smite me. I, you know, you start command. That is how to take authority over the day. You speak to the atmosphere. You speak to your client. I mean, a client summoned me some days ago. And you know the way they were like, Mr. Conrad, you have to come. You have to come. I'm like, hey. In fact, I was like, what have we done now? I was like, okay, I had to wake up and program the day. Holy Spirit, you know, and I made some declarations. By the time I go, oh, Mr. Conrad. I'm like, okay, okay, this programming is working. By the time we're going, we left with uh, bags of goodies. And the staff were wondering, is it not someone that was like, where is Mr. Conrad? Call him now, now, now. You will program the day. Ah, let me tell you, no weapon fashioned against you can prosper. But you will program the day you wake up early in the morning. That is the price Starlight is talking about. I pray that the Lord will give us the grace to make the necessary sacrifice to enter into that realm where we can operate as kings and priests. And the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Have we been blessed? Hallelujah. Shall we rise up? Shall we rise up? He has made us kings and priests unto God. And we shall reign on the earth. You know how long it took David to ascend the throne? How many years? From when he was anointed? You know how many years? Can anybody help me? How many years? 15 years from when David was anointed to when he ascended the throne. Why? Because of persecutors. Saul and all manner of troubles. This evening, I want you to close your eyes and begin to picture the destiny that you know that God has given you. The good thoughts that the Lord has, you know, has towards you. The areas of dominion, the spheres of influence that God has given to you. I want you to begin to picture them in your mind. You know, if the enemy has attempted to delay, you know, how you, you know, how quickly you've been able to attain certain places. Today, this is the time when you begin to take it back. The Bible says, it teaches my hands to war. If you must be a king and if you must operate as a priest, you must learn to war. You must learn to fight. What is your strategy? What is your strategy to take back the things that the enemy has taken from you? How do we become so anointed that darkness has to flee when we're coming? Can we pray that the Lord will strengthen us? Can we pray that the Lord will embolden us? Can we pray for the grace to pay the price that is required to operate as kings in our areas of influence? In the office where you are, in the school where you are, in the ministry where you are, 
People will not be able to do things anyhow because you are a representative of God. You are a royal priesthood. And because you are there, evil has to bow and give way. Can we pray for grace today? The strength to pay the price. The strength to do that which is necessary. The strength to do that which is needful. Can we pray that the Lord will strengthen us today? In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you because we know it is the goodwill of the Father to give us the kingdom. Lord, we know that if you have given us the very best that you have, which is your, which is your son, Jesus Christ, how will you not freely give us the Holy Spirit that is able to give us power, that is able to make us effective priests and kings. Lord, we ask that today you rebaptize us with the spirit of power, the spirit of boldness, and the spirit of a sound mind in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you give us the grace to be able to operate and walk in our kingly and priestly sphere in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray, any impostor that is sitting on our throne, we ask that you dethrone them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray from this assembly, we rise kings and priests that will establish your kingdom in the marketplace, in the workplace, in every place that their feet step upon in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because we know you've answered. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can we just celebrate the Lord one more time? Give him glory, give him glory. All right.